Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. Hi, I'm Annie Elise. I'm a producer artist um, based in Boston right now. And a fun fact about me is that at home in Pennsylvania, I own 16 chickens. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wait, that's amazing. They're so funny. I love chickens. Did you name all of them? We did. Yes. They have very chicken names. We had a a Johann Sebastian Buck. Uh, We had a Sherlock Cluck Holmes. Um, I'm trying to name one of the new chicks, Mary Peepins. You know, like... (laughs) Chicken names. <laughs> I love it. I love that. We saw one of the new ones uh, when they were born, right? When they hatched. Yeah, the last time I was home, we like one literally oh. hatched out of an egg into our hands. It was crazy. Oh my gosh! How many more do you think you'll have? Um, hmm. well, we get about four every spring. Okay, so we'll see. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, hello. My name's Sebastian. I recently started going by the name Quiero as my producer name, which means I want in Spanish. Yes. I am a producer. I'm originally from Ecuador, um, but I've been in the U.S. since 2016. I first came to Miami um, in 2016. I started going to college there and now I transferred to Berkeley. So I'm here in Boston um, and I don't know where I'll be next, but possibly L.A. or something. Oh, <laughs> um, really? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it was, I guess, what? what could be a fun fact about me i mean one thing that i've really been getting into recently which i think is like at least for me is like a fun fact about myself because it's something i never would expect it is i've been really getting into making visuals and i mm-hmm. i have this like kind of cool i don't even know if i should call it a project but i like go around taking pictures of like literally like a bathroom wall that looks kind of colorful or like a cool pattern that i see on the street or whatever and i've been like having a lot of fun just creating um, just like animations from that it's like i grab the textures and i throw in effects and all of that so um they're really cool actually the spotify canvas for again and again is made by <laughs> oh. sebastian <laughs> yeah and i've been i've been kind of like putting together kind of like a library of officials that i've been starting to do for people when they play live shows and stuff yeah. like that but i have some things in mind in the future to make like a i don't know maybe like some online art thing from that what was I, the photo you used for the canvas it was something super random if i remember right it was uh, a, a swimsuit, it was oh. a swimsuit. <laughs> the other day we i was i was shopping with my brother he was here in town just visiting well this was like months ago but um whenever i see something colorful i like take a picture mm-hmm. of it so uh you know we were like surrounded by a lot of clothes and like i realized like if you really zoom into the fabric you can see like the texture of it and i'm like oh that's pretty cool so I took oh, that and like have a whole, yeah, I have a whole collection of those things. They're really cool. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, maybe it's, it's a little hard to explain it if there's no visual, you know, this is just audio, but <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've been, I've been experimenting with that. That's awesome. Yeah. I really love visuals. It's like really important to me. Yeah. I just, it's, it's just, I don't know. There it's like another perspective right yeah so it's really really cool what people come up with and the reason why i think that at least like if i heard myself saying this i think this is a fun fact is because i don't consider myself a visual person at all like <laughs> oh, I suck, okay i suck at drawing i suck uh-huh. at painting and like <laughs> i'm definitely more of a musical person but like i don't know this combination of like finding random things and like digitally processing it like i 
It's almost like producing visuals rather than music. That's kind of how I think about it. Like Annie and me performed this live set uh, with visuals at Berkeley recently. Well, uh, during the summer. Uh, And one of like our professors was like, yeah, I like that you guys are using the visuals almost like like another musical instrument kind Mm -hmm. of. Yeah, it's been Um, an awesome thing to uh, to add to our live set, especially since um, one of the things (laughs) that's another fun fact about about me is that I have a neurological condition called synesthesia, um, which causes me to physically see sound and hear color. So like as I talk, I can kind of see like a little cloud of purple. Um, so it's, uh, it, it lends itself really well to making really cool visuals. I'm just not skilled at making them and Sebastian is. So it's a perfect. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. Uh, That was like way more fun fact than who we are. Sorry about that. No, no, I love that. That is so cool. I'm just like fascinated now. Like, well, I want to know when other people are talking, like you can see yeah 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 yeah. um any any sound not necessarily people talking but like right now my roommate just got home and when she closed the door there was like a light blue thing that came over there it's like really muted in my field of vision and then as we talk through the computer screen it's like dark red and sebastian just moved his arm over the other and that was like a light purple oh that is amazing i wish i had that (laughs) that's so cool i don't know that's just like really cool to me yeah, it's it's a really central part of of the music that I make too, um, because yeah. I think that I try to write and also help produce the music uh, uh-huh. in a way that is just very colorful, um, just wow. in a way that like not only listening to what I have and making sure that that's all balanced and nice, but then also being able to see it is just a whole other level yeah. of of music personalization, I guess. We love yeah. colorful music. Oh yeah, we love <laughs> colorful music. Um, if you took a look at the cover art for Again and Again, you'll see mm-hmm. it has all the colors on it. <laughs> and yeah. that was definitely not by mistake. <laughs> oh, wow. That is really, yeah, that just adds like more depth yeah yeah no it it, it makes it makes more sense to me um now that's really really cool awesome (laughs) thank you well today's episode of sound scrub we're going to be talking about again and again by annie elise let's start with like the backstory on this on how it came together Annie, were you like writing lyrics or did a, a melody pop into your head? How did this song first come about? Oh, man, <laughs> this is this is really funny. Um, Sebastian actually was starting to make beats with uh, guitars and exploring cool chords and, yeah. and whatnot. So I think I think you just put this chord progression and well, you can well, probably explain this. Better yeah, than I so I mean, like. It's funny because I feel like the song came from two different places at once. It <laughs> and it kind of wrote the lyrics and everything afterwards. But mm-hmm. for me, I had gone through a whole state because I play guitar, right? But I was really, I had been getting more into like electronic production. And I, I don't know why, but I had gone through this stage of like, yeah, I want to make music that doesn't have guitar because I wanted to change myself, mm-hmm. to challenge myself, sorry, to, um, to, I don't know, just not rely on the same instrument, right? So. Right. This was kind of like after that whole period being like, you know what? I want to play guitar again. <laughs> so I, I was just like talking to Annie and I think I was telling her like, hey, if you think about it, like any chord progression can be a song if you like, if you just make it work. Yeah, like, right. that's exactly you know, If you write the, the right lyrics, not the right lyrics, the right melody to it. Um, mm-hmm. Put the right voice to it with the right, right melody and words and all that. Yeah. So I was thinking like about like, 
I don't know how I came up with the chord progression. I was just jamming on my guitar, I guess. But it's not um, a normal chord progression. Like, right. Like if like, you analyze pop music, it's definitely not something that you come across often. Yeah. So I remember sending it to Annie and be like, okay, this is like kind of like a, a challenge with myself. Do you think I can turn this three chords? Because it's only three chords, whereas most songs that you hear are usually like either four or two. So I was like, mm. do you think I can I can turn these three chords into a song? And she's like, oh, I'm sure you can. I was like, bet. And, <laughs> and then, then the next day I wrote lyrics to it and recorded a little demo. We were like, wait a minute. This is actually really cool. Yeah. <laughs> then I remember idiot. sending it to her. And then I was like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't quite sound like a song yet to me because it's only three chords. Like, I feel like I want to keep hearing something. And she's like, no, you're overthinking. Just like finish it, send it to me. I'll show you how it can be a song. And then, yeah, it was kind of like a bet. It was like, dude, this can work. Yeah, it can work. Everything can work. And yeah. I don't think either of us expected it to work this yeah. well, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I listened back really recently to the initial demo that Sebastian had sent me. And I was like, wait, we, we made this out of that. <laughs> it was kind of really funny. Yeah. Um, but from the like a lyrical and melodic perspective, mm-hmm. I, the song just kind of wrote itself. I was thinking about how the three chords happen through the whole song again Mm -hmm. and again and again. (laughs) Like, huh, this could be a concept. Um, And I think at that time I had some friends that were kind of in a really weird romantic part of uh, some some friends that they couldn't tell if they were more than friends or what was going on there. Um, <laughs> and so I kind of wrote the song about that. I turned the again and again chord concept into <laughs> kind of, you know, just a cycle of people like are they more than friends what what are we like what what is happening here um and so that that's where the inspiration of the song came from um and yeah then it turned into this really cool song (laughs) if you ever tell annie something about your life you'll hear about it in her next song (laughs) oh yeah it's very true i almost never write about my own life for my artist project (laughs) i don't know i'm just very i don't know i love helping other people make sense of the world um, yeah. Like if, if you tell me a problem that you have going on in your life, I will write a song about it so that I can try to understand what mm-hmm. what you're going through. And and maybe that by hearing the song or even knowing that you listened enough to try to understand, it can it can make things a little bit better. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. Do you ever well, aside from this song, I guess, do you ever put like your own personal experiences in the song even though like you grab like inspiration from other stories definitely uh, i think that's something i really uh appreciate in an artist and a songwriter is the ability to be genuine uh, yeah. even if the situation that you're writing about isn't your own there are ways that you can make it uh genuine in ways that you can have it relate to your own life and I think that's what I try to do in my songwriting for example like again and again it's it's not exactly about me but mm-hmm. i can definitely relate to some parts of it right and parts that i can relate to come across in the writing as well yeah right i like how that came how that lyric came about <laughs> it totally makes sense you know like yeah that's really really cool what so with the initial demo did you guys just have the guitar and then your vocal yeah i mean i'm I'm trying to remember. I think, well, I think the first time that I showed it to you, it wasn't even like I sent you something. I think we were on FaceTime, um, which is why there's no recording of it. It was just like oh, we were fucking, I was playing right. the guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It um, was guitar and you had a really cool drum beat on it too. Yeah. Which um, I mean, okay. That, that made it to the final. Actually, the drum beat kind of informed the lyrics a little bit, too, Mm -hmm. because Sebastian used phone sounds in the drum beat, um, (laughs) which I don't know, made me think of a phone call. I was trying to get get creative with like 
just like extra quote-unquote mm-hmm. percussion things but instead right. of like using real drum sounds i was just like basically like i was like okay what if my percussion sounds are my like just rhythmic elements are not just like drum sounds but they're like little short like things so there's like this like weird vocal thing that you just hear being like uh, like that kind of thing right you know? and then there's like there's like other tones that sound like phone i don't think the actual sample is a phone but oh, it sounds it like sounded a phone to me like oh, yeah. okay like like if you hit a button on a land yeah it's like like that kind of oh. thing yeah. I was yeah. trying to think. I was like, "Wait, our phones? Like, what? Yeah, no, 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 no. What did you like create? But the la- yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. like a land. And also yeah. not like a phone ringing, but just like pushing a button. You know, like a dial yeah. tone kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I love, love, love that. I actually do that too. I have a song where we took like my ice in my iced coffee and turned uh-huh. that into a percussive hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's, I that's always like enjoy it. Cool. And those samples yeah. are just so much more real. Uh, yeah. The artist project. Mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. think um at least for me with my production i always like to achieve these like balance of like sounds that are more abstract but then sounds that are like more realistic you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if i hear i mean obviously you know this depends a lot on the song and the genre but in general if i hear something that is only like acoustic instruments sometimes i wish like i hear i heard something that's more like sounds that i cannot recognize that will being like oh that's just like a cool sound but i don't know really what it is you know mm-hmm. and then on the other hand if i hear something that's entirely synths and weird sounds then i'm like oh i wish i could hear something that was more like connected to like the real world you know to me the perfect balance of that is like a song that has both yeah <laughs> i don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how to it. so when i think like okay i already have a drum beat i'm like okay now i need non-drum elements to be part of the drums you know right, <laughs> and then, like, right, if right. i already have a chord thing now i need a non-musical instrument to be part of the harmony kind of thing that's that's mm-hmm. the way i like to think about it yeah it's it's also i don't know layering the realism and non-realism i guess you could call it. <laughs> yeah um that's that's a balance that we're really delicate with in the indie Elise project um yeah like we try to keep some of the elements super realistic and others of them like how did you do that where did that come from mm-hmm. um kind of like mm-hmm. a, an element of i, I don't know <laughs> being a, sounds from above or i don't really know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but just something different so so yeah. that's a balance we think about a lot as as we produce music together yeah yeah No, I I love what you guys created here. I truly did listen to this song again and again. <laughs> That's the go. It, it it has like this like, and maybe it is because there's I I didn't even like realize that when I was listening, but maybe it is because there are three chords that you use throughout the whole thing. But there's just like this. I know you can't see my body, but I just like <laughs> move my like move my body like. I'm just like swaying like back and forth like it's just a very mesmerizing production um and even with the vocals um there's like <laughs> vocal layers that I really loved and enjoyed and appreciated oh, we, we in the song we had a lot of background vocals yeah. yeah and the harmonic like placements too like there was like one harmony in the second verse and I was like ah like, <laughs> what are you doing to me oh. That makes me so happy. That is, that is Annie's uh, special talent. Like, <laughs> if you give Annie a melody, she can come up with like 
30 tracks of like supporting background things to Sebastian it. has a joke he'll be like how many tracks do you want for the background vocals like as we're tracking them and I'm like oh let's start off with two and he's like I'm giving you 20 because I know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need more in there <laughs> the other day we were in the studio recording and she was like okay now we're done with the leads let's do uh, some backgrounds and I was like okay and then the first thing I do is create 24 tracks <laughs> and I'm like okay I'm ready <laughs> yeah no there's just like you I think I don't know if it's in the first chorus I can't remember but I know in the second chorus there's like these beautiful like ooze in the background like <laughs> I just I want to know like wh- your guys's thought process when putting these together um I guess we can just start with the vocals first and then cuz I do want to learn more about also the like the um ear candy that's place throughout this song there's like this cool like swirly effect in the chorus that i really love so let's start with the vocals and yeah just like your thought process um when you pieced all of this together i want to hear your thought process too because you're a genius (laughs) thank you well first i want to say that it's really fun talking to like musicians about the aspects that we put in the song because i feel like 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 when my family's like oh we listened to your song like like they're not really listening for all those vocal layers but but I don't know, you heard them and I'm happy yeah. to talk about them. <laughs> so thank you for asking. Yes. Um, yeah, so with the with the vocals, I come from a background where I, for years, I, I didn't start as a vocalist, I started as a violinist. And one of the things that is quite common when you are a violin player growing up um, is that you really learn how harmonies fit together mm-hmm. and how kind of, unconventional harmonies fit together. So for years, I used to to kind of do that in um, a church praise team setting. There was just a melody and my job was to pick out notes and play them. <laughs> and over my five years of doing that, I, I think I, my ears just got really tuned in to what sounds mm-hmm. good. Um, and, and it kind of, it kind of um, well, I, I think it transferred into vocal abilities as well. Um, another thing to know about me is that I also direct a vocal jazz group, um, oh, which cool. definitely is where some of these harmonies are picked out from. Mm-hmm. Um, she directs the vocal jazz group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> point of departure. Um, we're pretty good. Uh, we won a downbeat <laughs> award two years in a row for oh, best cool. vocal jazz group, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, wow. So just even in, in working with that, you get to hear about how harmonies fit together, how tensions fit together. Mm-hmm. and what I've enjoyed is taking both of those backgrounds from classical violin and vocal jazz and then putting them into a pop context. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I I, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like, yeah, where, where am I pulling that from? I, I don't really know. And I think it's from those two places. Um, are you are you like thinking about all of that when you're writing background vocals? Or oh, definitely it, not. Like an intuition thing? It's definitely more of an intuition thing. I right. would actually say that the closest... <laughs> intuition thing that it gets is actually through the synesthesia um right. you know like i can i can hear the oh. core, I can see the core color mm-hmm. and uh-huh. i can be like um uh for example song is is e minor right this song yeah uh yeah i think so do, do, do. yeah e minor mm-hmm. um and e minor is like a dark green for me so <laughs> so every time like that oh, chord wow. comes up it's like okay what other colors go with dark green and oh, nice. so from that i can kind of pull like oh purple sounds cool so does yellow so does like a really particular shade of periwinkle and <laughs> i can kind of pull those colors into notes yeah. and try to put them in the chord as well I, I don't know if that makes any sense but i think that's that's what i'm i'm looking at when i am creating wow. those harmonies 
Um, but most of the time I, I don't even think about it. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, this could sound cool. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. And I love writing them as parts too. Uh, yeah. That's like, I definitely hear, and now that you're saying this, it makes perfect sense. I hear the influence of like violin sections in your vocals. <laughs> Cause like, I think that a signature of you is that you always do this thing where like some voices stay the same and some voices move. Yeah. Like you have one that's just like, ah, like a single right. and on, under it, you have one that's like, ah, like whatever, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not a singer. But yeah. <laughs> the one I can no, think no, of no, totally. is, you know, at the end where it goes again and again, again mm-hmm. and again, the harmonies there, there's one going again and again, again and again. That's like an intuitive harmony. Um, but then the one on the bottom, if I were doing the same thing, it would be again and again, again and again. But I didn't do that. It goes again and again, again and again. So oh, I kind yeah. of pull out some of those other colors mm-hmm. there. But all of them are parts. I, I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah. but when you listen, you don't necessarily hear that that's what's going on. But I think that's what makes it even more special. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is so... I'm just like so fascinated. I I... <laughs> I... Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what to say. I'm just. I'm like shocked. Um, <laughs> but I love it. I love it so much. Like it just is amazing. Um, I do too. I think background vocals are one of my favorite things to do. It's um, so much fun. Like anytime I'm producing a song for someone else, and they're like, "Yeah, I'd like some background vocals." I do like a happy dance. I'm like, "Yes, background vocals, yes, <laughs> my <please>. favorite." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I love it. Well, let's also talk about to then the uh, production elements that mm-hmm. are yeah used as ear candy and the creation and decision making behind all of that. I'm assuming sure. that it was probably placed like after the vocal, unless you guys place some. It's like in between. I always like to develop, like whenever I'm working on a track or a beat or whatever you want to call it, I like to develop things up to a certain point where I feel like they can inspire someone else to do something. Yeah. Right, then, right, right. Because I, you know, you need, it's like this like chicken or egg problem where it's like, what comes first, you know, <laughs> vocals or music. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the way I think about it is like, you need, you constantly need something to inspire something else. So if I have an, a musical idea, I well, you know, in this context where I want it to be a song where someone sings, you know, because I guess anything else could also be music. But <laughs> if I want to make a song, right, like um, I what I think about it is like, when is this good enough so that somebody hears it? And even if it doesn't have vocals, they're like, OK, this is the verse and this is the chorus. I just need to mm-hmm. write it. Right. Um, so for sure. I mean, the chords were there the um the drum beat at least the more basic part of it was there and i think there's this like piano layer that yeah that the piano layer it's like super that. it's kind of hidden but i love it because it gives it so much energy i think that's like those are the three main things that were there initially <laughs> you know what wasn't there the bass there was no bass and <laughs> oh, there was oh, interesting <laughs> that's a funny thing that happened the like, bass is actually the last thing we added in the we, song we added the bass when we were about to mix the song like, <laughs> yeah. it's oh. putting all the tracks and then i was like wait a second where's the no bass? Bass. we're missing something <laughs> <laughs> um but it didn't sound like it was missing which is the craziest part yeah, i don't um, know I was, we were that's I think, so funny just enjoying everything so much yeah right. but, um yeah so basically i i had this main idea first and i was like okay in order for me to do something else, I need to have a vocal to give me context. Because if not, I'm going to overdo it. You know, yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. add like a million melodies on top. I don't want to add like a million sounds and then not leave any room. Right. Um, and, you know, it takes the right person to be able to 
work with that too Annie is mm-hmm. like perfect like she can definitely hear oh I will fill up space with those background vocals <laughs> exactly <laughs> and you know I've been like analyzing a lot of songs that are just like out there and you know it's not like it's like vocals and production are not even like 50 and 50 percent I feel like they're like 100 percent and 100 percent you know what I mean yeah. like they're their own like each of them is their own field that has to be complete by itself right yeah Mm -hmm. that's why i don't know like i consider myself more of a vocal producer when i work with sebastian sebastian's more like the track producer Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. both have to do our job 100 percent. like exactly (laughs) right uh, and i think that's why why we we're really good at working on stuff together and it's really fast too um because yeah it just goes back and forth yeah yeah i was gonna say it seems like you guys kind of have like a a whole system down uh, (laughs) when it comes to making songs together um it do you guys ever do you guys ever butt heads oh yes (laughs) yeah we do a lot of times um it's it's really funny um i'm trying to to think if we did it in this song but i don't think we did in this song i think initially i had another when we finally got to adding the bass i had a different idea oh yeah we both had different bass ideas but it wasn't oh okay it wasn't like a fight and he was like oh what if we try this oh that's cool (laughs) yeah like i think we both showed up to the mixing session with tracks that we thought could be the bass yeah. and we listened to both and i heard sebastian's and was like nope and sebastian heard mine and was like nope and we were like all right now what so we just <laughs> like sat there together and took elements from both like i think we yeah. use more of my part and more of your sound um yeah, to kind probably. of create <laughs> a better bass part <laughs> um yeah so so that's i don't know i one of the biggest parts of problem solving i mean being a producer is problem solving i said that totally wrong but mm-hmm. um and i think that one of the things that we're really good at is solving these problems when they come up um because when you keep the music in mind first then you get the best results i think yeah exactly and i think um you know obviously this is something that it's like a mindset that you have to work on developing but I try to keep myself in the mindset of, okay, if something doesn't work right now for this song, or if it didn't go the way I wanted for this song, which is a very arbitrary thing if you think <laughs> about it, I mean, um, then I can always make another song right after this one's finished. You know what I mean? Like I can right. make another song by myself. I can make another song yeah. with someone Not else. Not to be like, it's make... just a song, but <laughs> exactly. it is. It's just a song. It's, it's, uh, it captures what we're thinking and what we're doing in this moment. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's all it has to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know, when you think about it from the outside, like now that it's been what, like a few weeks or a month, maybe that we finished it a few months, actually, you know, all of those, like, decisions seem i mean they seem like the right decision because we hear the song and i'm like okay it's it's done but also they seem kind of arbitrary you know yeah. what I mean? like like we right. could totally have had a different bass part not it, a problem and it would have been a different song you know mm-hmm. but it's good that we didn't because now those ideas can be another song yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? right <laughs> and it's always like that that's how i that's how i like to think about it it's like if this didn't work here just save it and use it later for something else. Yeah, you know? I think yeah. that's why both of us love working in the music industry yeah. is that there's just so many ideas and you can save them, you can use them again, you can try mm-hmm. again. Again and again. Again and again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, it's just, I think music is one of the only industries that you can do that with mm-hmm. uh, and still have everything be super meaningful and personal. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to know what your favorite lyric line <laughs> oh, I know song. what mine is. I was so proud when I wrote this this one. Uh, the opening to verse two, <laughs> call me a stalker yeah. or just call me awkward. I wish you would call me either way. That, I mean, that's my favorite too. <laughs> oh, 
I wrote that and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I just wrote that. (laughs) It has to make it in the song. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think, I mean, I cannot really think of anything better than that. I mean, wait, not saying that the rest of the lyrics are incredible. No, no, no. I'm saying I, I love that line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another fun fact about that line is that I lyrically, I consider myself the worst at writing like slam lines, like, like lines that you're like, yes, preach it girl. Like, oh, right. Um, okay. And when I wrote that one, I was like, yes, my first slam line. I'm proud of Um, yeah. Really good. What, yeah. Wait, what inspired that line? Do you remember or just did it just pop in your head? I think I wrote I, I wrote the first line. Uh, they call me a stalker. Just call me awkward. And I was like, how do I get out of this? And then I was oh, okay. like, wait, call has two different meanings. <laughs> and so it's like, wish you would call me either way. It's like, wait, it's perfect. It's great. So um, yeah, it just, just kind of wrote itself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nice. What is your guys' favorite production element in this mm-hmm. song? Hey, you can answer this one first. It's tricky. Like, so because I'm sure that you want to hear something creative really fancy like all oh, this weird piano or whatever <laughs> but i just love what that piano adds to the song it's so simple <laughs> i just mm-hmm. i don't know why actually listen to it with the piano track <laughs> muted one time we're like oh my goodness this is a different song like, yeah. oh and, and then you add it in that that's that's like the test as producers think, as to if right. your tracks are right and if your levels are right is if you can mute it and you don't mm-hmm. miss it you shouldn't have it yeah um but if you miss it like if you mute it and so like, wow, for me it's two it. things it's like um and i don't know what order i think the piano <laughs> one is like a, my favorite like musical element but my favorite sonic element is like all those crazy percussion little samples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm so, I'm pretty proud of what I did with that. And it came from, um, I have this, I've been working on this like theory of myself that is making music is about making, well, at least making electronic music or music that's made electronically, right? Um, it's about making things that are loops sound like they're not loops. <laughs> and um. the way that you achieve that is by, introducing things that are kind of random but they're not quite completely random i don't know if that makes sense um so once i have a super static kind of like grounded drum beat um Uh i like adding things that happen like just in between all the hits but like in a way that's kind of like not very predictable yeah that's a signature sound for for you and then let's say that my drum beat repeats every four bars then i will have this extra percussion thing be something that repeats every like eight bars or 16 bars so you can't really tell initially that it's a loop because it's longer but then at some point it repeats, so it feels familiar, you know. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, this is something that I, um, I, I don't know. I've been, I've been kind of practicing, and it's always hit or miss because if you overdo it, then it just sounds like a random thing of sounds that follows no pattern. Yeah, it sounds too random. Uh, but I don't know. For this song, I'm like, yeah, I think, I think I got it just right. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, those, those are both good production things. But my favorite, <laughs> my favorite is in the chorus. There's a synth. Oh, of course, um, that's your favorite. Of course, it's my favorite. Yeah. Um. So, as uh, uh, th- those background vocals, goes, ah, and then there's like the synth that goes, <laughs> and that's the best I can describe what it is. But I love that. It it gives it like it's matching the quirkiness of the mm-hmm. drum beat, and it's somehow following the background vocals. And I think the sound is just 
perfect and that's my favorite production element yeah um for sure <laughs> a close second would be the background vocals on that breakdown section it's like again, again oh with that again. effect yeah it's a, it's a flanger cool. right yeah yeah, oh, yeah I, I told I sebastian like i want this to sound different and he was like oh. all right i got you and yeah. so he just put a flanger <laughs> on the entire vocal bus uh which is like unheard of <laughs> like, actually you know what it was it was, uh, it was two things it was a flanger and it was um uh, i have this like tape emulation plugin that like that's kind of like you know when like a a, a cassette or whatever is kind of like broken so like the pitch kind of fluctuates randomly oh um, i didn't know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes even more it's sense that but yeah the initial the, <laughs> the first pass of the mix that we had was yeah it had that section kind of just be like a a normal you know set of background vocals singing it that. sounded boring it sounded like there was no motion and it wasn't going anywhere mm-hmm. and i was like mm-hmm. mm, I don't know, and then it was like, like i want it to be a little more weird yeah like, right. <laughs> yeah so we made it weird yeah love it oh my gosh i love that well do you guys have any other cool interesting fun facts about the writing the production or the recording process of the song i think we spilled most of the secrets um yeah i can tell you the gear i used which is really cool like for vocals we uh we don't use very much at all i i usually just record with an mxl 990 uh mxl and i we have a wonderful partnership that uh strives to get uh gear more accessible for for people to start in music production and music technology which is something i'm super passionate about Mm -hmm. um so we're often giving mics away offering discounts for them um and so they sent me a 990 a while back just to like try and i've never gone away from it i just love (laughs) that mic so much um so we have that and for isolation we're using a chaotica eyeball which is it sounds really quirky but it's just like a foam isolation thing that you put on the mic instead of it being like a vocal booth and i love it yeah (laughs) yeah i am using that right now yeah for the best right (laughs) like oh my goodness i've I've been in the dark my whole life never yeah someone gave it to me for christmas last year so it's been amazing (laughs) yeah and it's one of those things like people that aren't musicians come into your house and they're like what is that (laughs) and you're like oh that's my eyeball and it's like (laughs) yeah yeah that's pretty cool i think another fun fact about the song can be um, you know how we tried to change the guitar and then we, oh, we went back to the original? that's right. We did. So the very, very first recording had basically the, the exact same guitar, mm-hmm. but it didn't have, you know how like the one in the song sounds kind of like distorted and all of that. I had initially recorded it without any distortion. It was like cleaner sounding. Yeah. It was just like uh-huh. a AI sound. But I didn't, I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't quite like it. I mean, I know that it's, it wasn't bad. Like it's definitely a vibe that you would hear in different and. and I don't know, like some like indie alternative tracks yeah, have like some. Uh, like also that. important to note that Sebastian is a guitar player, and guitar players are really, <laughs> really particular and picky oh, about their yes. tones. 
I um, like to think that I'm not as <laughs> other guitar players. Yeah, but, but you're still pretty shaky <laughs> in the best way, in the very best way. But just like how the clean sound didn't bother me. Um, it really bothered me. Probably right. because I'm not a guitarist. But it anyway. didn't, it didn't right. bother me that it was clean. It just bothered me how I played it. Like I felt like the strumming. Classic guitar. I'm just I don't know how to explain it. So I tried to re-record it, like the exact same part. I re-recorded it, like kind of like strumming it a little more carefully, if you will. So instead of being like, dun, dun, it was more like, dun, 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 like with that kind of like little strum. Oh, thing. I heard it and was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like the whole song is supposed to be quirky. And by yeah. not playing it that way, like you took away all the quirkiness. <laughs> so, yeah. So Andy said that and I was like, all right, cool. So I'm not even going to bother re-recording this. I'm just going to take the original and see what I can do to it sound wise um because i don't know sometimes you get cool ideas from that just from like basically sampling yourself like you know take right. something you record it and see where you can go with that um so yeah I, that turned out into to, that turned into the last or i guess the final version of the sound um and now that we're talking about guitars there's also like <laughs> there were like a million other guitar layers that oh yeah we ended up not using Oh, really? Yeah, it it made the song too busy. Like, as we were talking about earlier, oh. the balance between, uh, like, what is adding too much. Yeah. Right. Um, that, it, it got a little too busy. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely understand that. I mean, like, this, actually, I recorded all of those when I recorded that, you know, second pass of guitar that never made it. Um, but whenever I'm recording or just coming up with stuff, I don't like to edit myself until after. You know what I mean? So I had my guitar and I was like, okay, let's see what's everything that I could come up with guitar. And then we'll see if we use it or not. You know, we'll see if we use some of it or not. Yeah, know? it's way easier to say we're not going to use something than to end up thinking later that we should have used it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, right. you know, I guess this happened to be one of these cases where nothing from that session was used. <laughs> but usually it's more of a balance, you know, where it's like, I like this one, let's use this one, let's take this one, whatever. Yeah, you know? no, but of that, like, we just straight up didn't use it. We just went back to the what we initially had. <laughs> yeah, but it, it worked. Fun. So Yeah, yeah. So that's how yeah. it turned out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then one last fun fact is that the single, again and again, is the second single um, in advance of our, well, I guess my <laughs> debut EP, which is going to come out sometime in early 2022 yeah all right yeah. are you guys almost done with everything um all the other songs yeah 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 they're nice. all uh, we're just finishing up production doing some last uh vocal recording stuff mm -hmm. but i'm really excited um sebastian's always just such a great help with the production aspects mm -hmm. um and i i think it's great that we, i hope we continue to work together uh, Duh. yeah there's no he's like you better yeah i don't yeah. know if we mentioned this but smash and i are also dating uh like oh okay I just, you know i didn't want to ask like i've done that before no, no, no. And i just like felt awkward i just always like, oh, no. mentioned it I, yeah. I don't know like we really don't talk about about that enough i guess <laughs> uh, it's funny like our first few dates were like hey want to do some vocal production and singing? <laughs> And nice. we were like, yeah, uh, like, I think we actually met engineering a session. We which, met, yeah, yeah, engineering a session for one of our Oh friends. my gosh, that yeah. is hilarious. And actually, I mean, the first time that we had like a real date was me telling Annie, hey, we always hang out to do productive things. We should hang out to not be productive and yeah. just hang out. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally it. And then, I mean, we didn't, I don't think we considered that one a date but afterwards in hindsight we were like yeah that was our first date, that was definitely a date <laughs> <You know? yeah. laughs> 
Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so in terms of, of I, I think it explains, I think why, why we work so well yeah. together as artists, producers. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well guys, can you tell everyone where they can download and stream again and again and where they can follow you on social media? everywhere (laughs) (laughs) no um yeah you can you can find the song on spotify again and again is the title and annie elise is my artist name um and then you can find me on social media anywhere at annie elise music um i um yeah i'm there (laughs) that's the same same uh social media handle everywhere no it's it's really fun um there's like a a whole bunch of people we have like we have a group we call them the elites the annie elites um so it's like like the annie elise fans and also aspiring producers um it's just a really fun time so it's it's a good group definitely come join the elites come be elite (laughs) but yeah um you can find me on instagram that's really the thing i use the most even though i barely i i'm not really good at posting things <laughs> um, you also find sebastian anywhere that you find me <laughs> basically yeah but my instagram handle is quiero.3000 so q u i e r o.3000 like the number 3000 <laughs> yeah. yeah like i love you 3000 like <laughs> you know what i didn't know about that song until a friend of mine told me like hey is your username because of that I, oh. I had no idea you just like the um, number 3000 <laughs> so basically to me 3000 is something that i associate with the future <laughs> um oh. i used to have this i don't know like joke with my friends like whenever i mean like a few years ago i used to be way more of a like crazy jazz <laughs> head like i used to be super into oh. weird music or whatever so okay. whenever me and my friends would hear something cool like harmonically we'd be like oh my god that's like straight up from the year 3000 or, or stuff oh. like that um so since then like i think that in general thinking about the future is Mm -hmm. a big part of how i see music it's like i'm not trying to replicate things that have already been made i'm trying to find something that hasn't yet been made and that's hard because and i I think that i think again and again was a really (laughs) good example of you thinking of that (laughs) so it's it's definitely a uh what you call it a a hallmark a hallmark (laughs) of your production yeah um and yeah, the name yeah, and the name Quiero comes from it, it just I mean, yeah, I know that you can translate take quiero to I love you, but also the word quiero means to want something, right? Yeah. Like I want. Um and I had this recent kind of like realization with my life. Well, like I don't know, I was going through a period where I was really stressed about like kind of like overwhelmed with you know school and everything that there is to do. Mm-hmm. And I was talking <laughs> to someone and they were like, Well, write down all the things that you have to do. And see how many of those you can rewrite as I want to do them. And you will probably realize that most of the things that are you're stressed about are things that you actually want to do. You know what I mean? Like you just feel mm-hmm. a little pressure because you keep telling yourself, oh, I have to do it. I'm sh- supposed to be doing it. I should, po- I, I should, whatever. But, you know, like, I don't know, that became a big thing for me. And it's how I've been trying to see my life now. It's like, okay, there's a lot of things that you could say that I should be doing now because of my career path. But to me, the more important thing is that I want to do them. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So yeah, and those two things I combine are combined in my username simply because the word quiero by itself was not available on Instagram. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah. 
Yeah. My name is way less inspired. <laughs> my first name is Annie <laughs> and my middle name is Elise. <laughs> so Annie Elise music. I, I mean, honestly, I think that's the, that's a cooler name. <laughs> uh, no, it's each term. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for coming on my show. I really yeah. loved this whole song. Yeah, everything from the production to the vocals uh, to the lyrics. Just really, really loved it. And thank you guys so much for coming on my show and and letting me, you know, pick your brains and hear more. <laughs> thank about you. How it came I really together. love having our brains picked. Yeah. And <laughs> I wish I wish that people would do it more because we'll talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you for liking the song. I mean, that means so much to us. That's, that's the, the highest That's compliment. the whole point of making music. We want people to hear it and, and enjoy it. So thanks. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I've heard things that they've been saying They're just lies they made up To keep me far from you I still wonder Fixated on those butterflies to give me It happens every time I'm gonna wait As long as it takes me You can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Danae, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, and Twitter at Lisa Danae Music. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadanae.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening. <laughs>